In today's episode, you're going to learn about generational healing and development and why it's important. Joel is my husband and our first guest here on Fulfillment Therapy. I know you're going to love it and enjoy it, and you're going to learn a little bit about our background and our marriage and get a sneak peek at things he's working on and why they're so important. Let's get started. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome to episode 18. Today we have our first guest, Joel Nielsen is here with us. He is my husband, and Joel, you want to say hello and a little bit about us, like how long we've been married and all those things? Yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm Joel. I'm on the other half. And Kendra, thanks for having me on the podcast. I was I was wondering when it was going to happen. Congratulations to you. I can't believe you're on your 18th episode already. That's so cool. You guys, you wouldn't believe how much time it takes to create these episodes and just learning this whole process it's been really cool to see uh, Kendra put it together but you are putting it together and it's a lot of work but you're staying true to the vision of fulfillment therapy and making it happen so has it been challenging yes definitely in the beginning for sure and kind of getting your voice I guess you could call it for those first several episodes but also incredibly rewarding what's been the hardest part putting myself out there and opening myself up to potential criticism. I think I stayed of the shadows a little bit more in some ways. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I mean, even within the first 15 seconds of this, I'm like, okay, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh, what about the best part? What's been the most fulfilling part for you? I have been surprised how much I enjoy researching and writing and educating because I've enjoyed counseling a lot. I've enjoyed training, coaching, all of those things. But to be in my office, which is also my closet, (laughs) for many hours a day, I didn't think would be super rewarding. But all the things that I'm learning and becoming a creator, I've wanted to be a creator for so long. And to Mm -hmm. now be in that space for 10 hours a day, sometimes it varies, is awesome. I'm so lucky. Yeah, you've got some sunshine on the inside, but we do need to get you a window somehow. This is going to get to be a lot after a while. I don't disagree, and summer is <laughs> upon us, and it's been a little toasty in the afternoon. So, You do have a vent. you got to make sure it's open in here. I cannot, because then it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, can I take a second and thank some listeners? Is that all right? Yeah, go for it. So I just wanted to say a big thank you to you listeners who have supported the fulfillment 
therapy podcast and Kendra. So I get it. I'm her husband. Supporting her actually is pretty easy to do. She's likable, genuine. She pulls from her faith and her education, her clinical experience, and then shares it and invites you to stand with her. Um, great things are ahead for the Fulfillment Therapy Podcast and and uh, other things that Kendra is doing. So the vision is bigger than than we are. We really believe in it. So thank you for the support, reviews, topic requests, feedback. Thank you for it all. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And thank you for giving that shout out. And I want to second that as well. And if you don't mind, I'm going to hop in and ask you a few questions now. Do you mind telling the listeners a little bit about you, not just your professional background, but also a little bit about us being married. I have, I've been kind of waiting, so I haven't given them a lot of background beyond you being a counselor slash therapist, uh, and a little bit of that. So, yeah. So, okay. A little bit about me. I love adventure. I love the water. We're a water family through and through. Uh, we're actually going to Costa Rica next week and I fully intend on landing and spearfishing a huge tuna or some gnarly kubera snapper or something. I can't wait to see the kids' faces, and then I can't wait to feast on this fish. Uh, I fully expect to supplement our food there with with uh, what I get from spearfishing. What do you think about that? I actually really enjoy fish. I would like that. I just don't want spears to end up in any bodies, but I think that would be really awesome to have an enormous fish. So, yeah, especially if you get it. Is that the official appropriate term? I don't know. Yeah. But I'll definitely like make sure that you get the opportunity to do that. It's okay. I'm fine. Thank you. So we'll, we got to find a way to like maybe post some pictures in the show notes or something to celebrate with the listeners. That'd be pretty cool. So I love camping and dirt biking in the mountains with friends and family. Anything pesto, I'll eat pesto out of the jar. Um, fresh produce. Don't forget Nutella. Yes, I eat Nutella out of the jars. (laughs) Kendra hides it from me, so it lasts. But anyways, um, our 16-year-old daughter, for her dinner night recently, um, made a peanut ginger sauce. And it is so good. Um, There was a huge tub of it, and I've literally been eating it by the spoonful. Can I tell them what you did for breakfast? (laughs) Sure. So he um, he grabbed a waffle and he put the peanut sauce on his waffle with bacon, like bacon pieces. And th- I don't know about you, but that just seems a little wrong to me. But anyway, I'm glad you love it so much. I'm not going to tell you try it because it was really good. <laughs> it was good. So, I mean, it's better than the alternative of just eating sugar. So healthy alternative for sure. So it was fantastic. I really, um, I-, I won a Fear Factor competition once. It's actually a pretty great story. Oh, I don't yeah. know that we have time for it. Here. Maybe we can do that another time. Can I just tell them about waking up to that? Sure. So I woke up to Joel looking at me like really late at night. I was super tired. I don't remember if I was pregnant at that time. Anyway, it, you were in a deep sleep though. Super deep sleep. And Joel has one eyebrow, and his eyebrows are more prominent, part of his like face. And then he shows me a stack of. <laughs> A stack of ones that equals $1,000. And I was so confused, just so out of it, that for some reason I thought maybe 
he robbed something or I don't know why that was the first thought because obviously that's not in his character but really confused how the eyebrow tied into everything <laughs> your the look on your face was fantastic I was like she's scared like she thinks something's majorly off <laughs> it was awesome anyway really good story he ate some well chewed some terrible things put some crazy things in it guts eyeballs yeah story for another time we'll tell the whole thing it's a good one though I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor, so I studied at BYU-Idaho um, Communication, and then I went to Northwest Nazarene University in Nampa, Idaho for professional counseling. Kind of obsessed with the idea of marketing automation technology to reach people, to help transform people's lives, become their best selves. It's an amazing time to be living Gutenberg right now like you know the inventor of the printing press is probably drooling in his grave but like we can publish so easy now and and on a massive scale with minimal resources so that's I mean the fact that Kendra's doing this right now I, I didn't honestly I'm actually kind of jealous of you doing the podcast I'm being a good sport about it you guys okay so for the first 17 years of our marriage no 16 years of our marriage maybe I'm doing all I can just to convince her, hey, let's uh, let's let's do this. And it, it was really rough trying to do it by myself. Do a podcast or a business? You mean a business, right? Yeah, a business. But uh, obviously we had to get to a place where we were competent professionally and it just worked. Uh, but it's that time's now. So... It's okay. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter, but it's... Mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> but no, I am really grateful that Joel has been such an awesome, supportive husband because I honestly could not do it without him. And it's been really great to dive into the entrepreneurial world, which I did not think I would ever want to do. But it's amazing. Honestly, a lot of work. Just listen to the book 10X. What is it called? 10X something? Yeah, by Grant Cardone. Yeah, and he just said, just be prepared that everything will be 10 times harder than you think it will be. And that is somewhat of a negative mindset, and yet I find that it's true. Like, if you want to start a podcast, just know it's going to be 10 times harder than you think. It's going to take 10 times longer than you think. And just expect that and embrace that. And if it takes less, great. And actually, that mindset seems to work pretty well for me. For sure. Uh, I, I don't think that that'll let you down. So yeah. So a little about us. We have four kids ranging from 7 to 16. And uh, we met at BYU-Idaho. I'm from Auburn, Washington, which is the Seattle-Tacoma area. And Kendra is from Wisconsin. Do you want to tell them where we met and everyone misunderstands? The meth lab. <laughs> we met at the math lab. The mathematics laboratory. Mathematics Let's be clear. laboratory. Yeah, exactly. Because we get a lot of looks if we mumble that. We end up dating. I kind of met her one semester, and then the next semester I asked her out. Um, I had to ask her out like five times in order to get her to say yes to go out with me, um, which was worth it. And and then because I was pretty good at that, I went into door-to-door -door sales after that. So and then it worked out. <laughs> I was just trying to help you out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Persistence. No, it was good. She she had a lot going on. She was on a service committee, and she had a couple jobs, and she was graduating and applying 
to grad schools and uh, she was there the next semester and we started dating. It was awesome. It was really awesome. Probably one of the happiest months of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really funny. It really was. I mean, we've been getting into pickleball lately. That's something that we enjoy doing. Um, that's been really fun as well. Kendra didn't do a lot of sports growing up. Really didn't do any sports growing up. But she is quite the athlete now. She's she's loving getting into this. And I did a ton of sports and then got into more like climbing and trail running and biking when I was in high school. So just a little disclaimer here. I'm still learning a lot about sports, but I love working out. Joel, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your passions and everything, especially in regard to work? What is it you love? Well, primarily my clinical role right now is treating chemical dependency. So I work with individuals and and couples and families who are ready and oftentimes not ready, right? I have to increase readiness to change. Ready to take back their lives. So they come in and their life, their relationships, themselves, they're usually pretty chaotic and out of control. They don't know what to do and they need help. And almost always, it has to do with predictable forms of deep learning. These forms of deep learning are, aren't within their consciousness, so it pushes them around in life. And I call these deep forms of learning uh, the tricky trifecta. Every one of us is impacted by these things, these three things. The question is, are you aware of them? And what degree might they be impacting or limiting your life? Because if you're not aware of them, they are impacting your life. They're either directly impacting your life or they're indirectly impacting your life. So uh, the, the tricky trifecta preoccupy us. They distract us and take us out of the present moment, which impacts our connection with our even ourselves, also our loved ones, friends, coworkers, anyone around us. The tricky trifecta sap our energy by creating negative emotion and cognition. And then like physical strain on the body, which creates tension and again, just exhausts us. It's like trying to swim with ankle weights on. So all three of the tricky trifecta, if not treated and managed, cause us to slip into our survival brain and become reactive, impulsive, irritable, irrational. So needless to say, if any one or more of the tricky trifecta is active in your life and you aren't aware of it, it's having a negative impact to one degree or another. So it's important to understand what these three forms of deep learning are and uh, how they work. So we can both avoid accidentally slipping into them and intentionally start to unlearn them. And so any guesses what they are? Um, no, but I'm really curious and I think it's a what, a catchy name, Tricky Trifecta. Tricky Trifecta. Say that 10 times fast. I, yeah, I'll have to do a lot of editing to the podcast. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, your clinical knowledge, use it. This could be anything. Are we talking about trauma? Are we talking about generational healing? Or what are we talking about? Trauma is one of them, actually. Yeah, it's the first one on our list. So trauma is a form of deep healing. The second one is um, self-medicating with chemical or behavioral dependencies. And then the third is chronic pain. I know with my clients, they're like, I don't have any addictions. I'm like, most people do, actually. But some of them are more... Right. Culturally appropriate than others. Like what? What are you talking about? Busyness, sugar, working out. 
that there can be a number. Anything that becomes maladaptive, anything that you're using as an unhealthy coping mechanism. Right. So those are the three. Trauma, chemical or behavioral dependencies. A lot of it's a, it's a behavioral dependency, but I mean, like you said, sugar and then chronic pain. So deep learning is an automated program in our mind and our body, right? So from here, we could ask the question, so how are trauma, addiction, and chronic pain forms of deep learning, and why does it matter? To that, what I would say is, like Pavlov's dogs, he called the dogs over, he rang the bell, and then he put out food, and there was an association, right? The power of association. What fires together in our brain gets wired together. So eventually, he stopped calling them, but he would ring the bell, and that would be enough to bring them over. And then even after he ring the bell and didn't put out food, their bodies were salivating, right? And that's the exact process what happens with any type of deep learning. There's, that association just happens. So in, intense experiences and repetitive experiences condition us. Now we're getting to classical, getting into classical and operant conditioning. So consider the three tricky trifecta: trauma, early childhood experience of intensity, and and repetition. Those are going to be a deep learning thing. Uh, chemical dependencies, huge major rewards, dopamine dumps, major deep learning. Same thing with addiction, huge dopamine dumps, major internal reinforcers, deep learning. And then lastly, chronic pain. Chronic pain is one of those things that is neuropathic in nature. Oftentimes, there's not a structural reason for the pain, but the pain starts to become an associated response to other negative parts of the experience. So, for example, if I feel a negative emotion, the chronic pain is like a false danger alarm. It'll go off even though there's no structural damage there anymore. So, we've heard before how our decisions are motivated by the desire to either get pleasure or avoid pain. So for the last seven years, I've had the opportunity to interview probably hundreds, maybe a thousand people um, and hear their life stories. So individuals have shared with me the origins of their pain. Mostly they were stemming um, from childhood and the physical pain left them. It's the emotional pain from their childhood that persisted. They share how They've come to learn to self-medicate for years. And now they share that they're in physical pain as well as emotional pain. So basically the childhood trauma occurred, often in a home which modeled unhealthy emotional coping, which led to their unhealthy emotional coping. And then because of the damage from drugs or behavioral dependencies, in addition to tolerance and withdrawal symptoms and depleted emotional and physical resilience, Basically, they, they experience a lot of physical pain. So now they have to keep using drugs to numb and escape both emo emotionally and physically the pain stemming from unresolved trauma and the physical. So now they have to keep using drugs or some type of behavioral dependency like overeating or shopping or sex to escape and numb the emotional and physical pain. So they get stuck. So imagine a triangle and trauma, addiction, and pain are at the points of that triangle. 
Unless you are aware of these three things and learn to step outside the program and operate outside of it, oftentimes we're on autopilot living in with, within it. So the people that I'm working with often have a lot of generational trauma, and uh, really we all do to some degree. So concerning generational trauma, now this is something you've told me about quite a bit, and from what I would say, it would be like your baby, the thing that you're the most passionate about. So if you were to give us a Reader's Digest version of generational trauma and why it matters for each of us, what would you say? So every one of us has dealt a hand in life, and at times it's really hard to see how fortunate we are. So imagine someone who's struggling with, they're in their survival brain a lot, so they're reactive, they're impulsive, they're scared, stressed, and they're literally bouncing and they're reacting from a traumatic trigger that's in them that they aren't aware of and haven't unlearned to an addiction trigger, to a pain trigger, and they're just, they're bound. So understanding and treating the tricky trifecta matters. The tricky trifecta matters because it's a form of bondage, you know, bondage of the soul. So we get trapped in trauma, addiction, and pain. On a psychophysiological level, what we are talking about here are, I mean, not to be too intense, but it's like the chains of hell, right? So there are things that act and that are acted upon. You can see how at this point, the person's physiology and their, their spirit, their mind, their brain, um, all works against them. So we just to jump in really quick, I talked to them about the victim cycle, like a you right. kind of taught me yeah. and a lot of this seems to go hand in hand and with that just acting and being acted upon above the line and below the line it seems like you're kind of going there a little bit with that too in regards to generational trauma as well is that kind of what you're saying yeah for sure i mean yeah because we inherit we're dealt a deck of cards we get to choose how we play them but we have to accept them hopefully be grateful for them and oftentimes we aren't uh, but I think it's a sign of maturity when we can be. Maybe initially some bitterness and that goes away as we process things and work through things and own our part and try to heal for our children, kind of. Is uh, that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. We don't have time in this episode to get into the education and practices for treating the tricky trifecta, but I do want to share a story that will illustrate how quickly healing, <clears throat> it, how quickly healing can come and then hopefully um, maybe join on later episodes. Mm -hmm. So recently, we'll, we'll say her name's Susan. Susan came in. I had just done a, an intake process, a biopsychosocial assessment with her just to kind of get to know her background and her substance use. She's a middle-aged white woman. This was just her second session, and she comes in super ticked off, like... She was filling out an intake packet at a, another treatment facility that I had recommended. Uh, I said I would see her for pain and for her alcoholism, which she was 30 days sober the other day. So she's under a lot of stress, but super fun person, big personality, but the type of person you wouldn't want to tick off, you know, or meet in a dark alley if she was mad. So she's experiencing multiple forms of abuse growing up, learned to cope young with substances. She comes into the office. She's super angry. And eventually I have to cut her off because she's ranting. And I said, do you trust me? And she's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I was like, okay, come sit over here. And I did something called EMD, 
which is eye movement desensitization. It's not a long-term solution, but it helps people stabilize in the moment. And in that moment, I said, where are you at on a scale of 1 to 10, just being upset? And she's like 20, right? She's kind of being <laughs> uh, dramatic about things. But that's where she was at, you know? And so I'm like, okay. So we get started. We do a couple, we do about four or five sets of EMD. And she goes from a 20 to, to a 5 when it comes to distress level. And you can see the tension leave her body. And and what she said was, uh, after the fact, she said, yeah, what I noticed that after you did that, I I could I was present. Like I could actually have a conversation with you. I wasn't just talking at you, is what she said. I was still at a five. I didn't feel completely baseline comfortable, but it but it was a lot better. I could actually think and reason. After we did the EMD, which is a trauma treatment, we worked to see if we could get her down to like a one or a zero. So when she came in, she was super angry. She had a lot of tension in her body. Her chronic pain was really flared up. So I did a mindfulness exercise with her where we focused on her breathing and helped her be able to let go of everything else and create a little internal space. Now, this was the coolest thing because she went from a five to a zero in the matter of about five to six minutes. And afterwards, I said, what did you notice about your pain during that process? And she said, oh my gosh, I didn't even notice. Like it completely left me. Like I feel no pain right now. And I was like, where are you now? Like a, you know, about a three or four. Or she's like, no, I don't feel anything. I, I'm fine. It's like it never happened. So she is under a lot of stress because she's not used to dealing with her emotions because of her addiction. She's got a lot of like triggers being tripped from her trauma and her chronic pain is there you know, knocking on the door too. So she's going through a lot, but this was an awesome experience. It was fun to kind of see this happen and be a part of it. But uh, anyways, thought I'd share that experience to just illustrate because it happens and it's really neat to be a part of it. And I'm really excited to share it with others. So. so just a brief summary, you've talked to us about the Turkey trifecta. You've talked to us about a little bit about your professional experience and us. I don't even think you mentioned, but we've been married 18 years for those of you that are wondering. You did mention, yeah, we have four children. So just a brief introduction into Joel's life and his professional passions and what he's doing right now. So are you working on a generational healing project and would you share with the listeners a little bit about that and where they can learn more? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to genhealer.com and ultimately generational healing is my why. It's it's a major motivation and it's the reason I've learned different treatment modalities for trauma and chronic pain and for chemical and behavioral dependencies because I want people to be free. I want people to be united as family. The reality is most couples wrestle with some degree or form of toxic generational traditions. Gen Healer helps you amplify your strengths as an individual, as a couple, as a family, and practice healthy traditions that are specific to your family's needs uh, so you can feel greater peace as parents and build a family culture uh, that's fun, that's more fulfilling. Yeah, you can learn more at genhealer.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that we both know how important that is to really help heal generational pain. So I'm so grateful that this is something you're really passionate about because you and I are doing this together, but it's also very important that you can help other people do this as well. And just to clarify, I'm talking about you and I doing this with our own family. And as you were talking, I was reminded again of Ripple's 
or the ripple effect, which I've mentioned several times on this podcast. Like maybe we are dealt this hand that is a little bit more, that creates those negative ripples Mm -hmm. for possibly generations. And now you're talking about changing that trajectory and really making those ripples be something good that go out for generations. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's really convenient that, you know, we live together. Good to be in the closet with you. (laughs) Yeah, always. (laughs) And we'll have you back on again and pick your brain about some other things that would help the listeners. If you have any requests, feel free to reach out on fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com or on social media or on the website. We hope you guys have a fantastic week and we'll see you back here soon. Take care. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.